Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. Um, let's see, it's 3 o'clock on Friday. I have just finished watching the newest episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, episode 5. And this is just going to be a quick disclaimer before this. I, I realize now this was probably a bad idea um, doing this on this show and not on Beware of Spoilers. Um, so. For now, because we've already done one through five out of six here, I'm not going to be like, and now we're going to do five and six, or one through four, we're done here. I'm not going to do five and six on, uh, what's it called, on Beware of Spoilers, and it's just, just you know, because it's where it should be. Um, I didn't really think this through in the beginning, but we're going to do what we have here so far um, on here, and then starting with Loki... We're going to be migrating over to um, Beware of Spoilers for um, Serialized Television Day comes out. Actually, the first one we're going to do on there is not going to be Loki. It's going to be The Bad Batch um, from, uh, what's it called? From uh, uh, Star Wars. It's going to be the first show over there. Um, especially with, you know, COVID being what it is and, you know, all of that. Um so, let's get down to it. This episode, again, I'm going to be spoiling the hell out of the episode. So, if you are against spoilers, haven't watched the episode yet, maybe give it a minute. Don't jump in uh, to listening to this until after you've seen the episode, because I will be spoiling the ever-living hell out of this episode. Um, so, let's get started. Um, first off, that we did find out who the cameo is. Um... The cameo is Julia Louis-Dreyfus um, playing a role that would have been more impactful um, to the audience had Black Widow come out on time. And again, it's not Marvel's fault uh, that Black Widow didn't come out on time. It's, you know, the, the pandemic. There's a pandemic. So, you know, therein lies the problem. So, like, because there's a pandemic, there was no... Uh, Black Widow didn't come out on time. And because Black Widow didn't come out on time... Um, this is less impactful, because from what I've read, this cameo was supposed to be, um, this character was supposed to first be introduced in, um, Black Widow, um, and she is playing, uh, a very, very long Italian name, uh, let me just pull up the exact thing so I don't fuck it up, um, and, uh, really, if we think about it, um, the, the issue we have um, the issue we have with this whole, like, uh, out of order thing is that this moment, and you could tell from the way it's shot, too, when you watch the, uh, when you watch the scene where she's in, it's a very small scene with, uh, John Walker, um, it's introduced where it's, like, it's meant to be, um, what's it called, where it's meant to be, um, uh, you know, a, a big reveal of this is a character we already know. Um, she's, pl she's playing Contessa Allegra, um, I, I told it, Con Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who is, I believe, if I remember correctly, again, based on what I've read earlier, because I've never heard of this character until today, um, she is, at one point, was Madame Hydra. Um, and because she was Madame Hydra, uh, this is a big deal. Uh, we see a lot of uh, world building on the, uh, what's it called? On the, um, the grounded state 
of Marvel in this episode. Um, and this episode is the episode before the finale, and like a lot of the the moments with Steve, with uh, Sam and Bucky when they're fixing the boat, like it feels like filler. But at the same time, it's so well executed, and it's, it, it serves such a great purpose that the fact that it's the episode before, and it's an hour long, it's the longest episode to date, and this is all happening here, and what's, it, it, it doesn't feel like out of place. Like WandaVision, when, uh, what's it called? When, uh, when I watched WandaVision, the episode before the finale, or the two episodes before the finale, not the one right before, which was like the flashbacks with um, Agatha, like, a lot of it felt like, this is wasting time. Like, we're wasting a lot of time here, um, when you could be telling, you know, the story, uh, of the show. We don't really have that same thing here. Um, we don't have that, that general feeling of, well, you know, we, we do have, like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, um... Like, here, when they, when they go into this, and they really go into, like, you know, Sam and Bucky, it feels like they're, um, they're reconciling, and they're becoming, like, their relationship is now becoming more ironed out. And there are a few moments that did bother me, like, the, the small moment with, um, with Sharon talking to the power broker, presumably, it's like, it just kind of feels kind of silly, um, and, um... Like, it, it feels like, okay, they're just setting something up into motion for the next episode. And it's like, okay, great, well, what is this going to be? Uh, and then it's like the same thing with, um, like, the, the moment with uh, Walker and uh, and uh, Contessa, or whatever the fuck, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character, whatever the fuck her name is. Um, <coughs> sorry, that moment with her feels, again, kind of like... We're trying to build this world um, to, to, you know, like, but that's not the most important thing in this moment. It's like we're setting up for the future. Um, I'm assuming she'll come into play in the next one, um, but I'm not 100% certain about that. I mean, if she did, I wouldn't be surprised, um, but I'm not holding my breath that we're going to have, like, a reconciliation on that, especially considering what we got on the Zemo front. Um, and in terms of the Z, on the Zemo end of things, he gets taken by the Wakandans and he's being brought to the raft. The raft is where they're holding, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong about this, it's entirely possible, but they're bringing him to the raft where Abomination is. So we now have Baron Zemo, Abomination still in play. If I remember correctly, they're in the same place now. Um, we now have, uh, what's it called? We have Valentina involved, too, or Contessa, where the fuck her name is. Um, and she's, she's, you know, making moves. Um, presumably John Walker's gonna become U.S. agent by the end of this. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna be taken into custody alive and he'll be U.S. agent. And really what we're setting up now is more of the Thunderbolts more than the, um, more than, like, you know, anything else. And I'm really excited for that. I really want to see them do Thunderbolts very well, because it's like, and keep in mind, too, Dustin Hammer's still alive. Um, we have Armor Wars coming up. So, that's interesting. So let's see where that goes. 
And one of the things that they really play into in this episode, and it's done very well, um, is the race relations aspect of both American history, how it relates to Captain America in that role, and um, and all of that. Because it really does put like a, um, a, what's it called, a spotlight on what the Captain America process was during World War Two, and like the like the fact that Steve was this blue eyed blonde haired white guy um, played into it perfectly, um, and it's just it, like it's so well executed. The entire scene with Isaiah Bradley and Sam is so well executed, and it, it, you get this moment of Sam being like he's doubting himself. You can tell he's like, you know. I want, like, I want to become Captain America, and you can, by the end of the episode, you see, uh, the, the, the moment as to why he rejects, ultimately, Isaiah Bradley's, because here's the thing, they don't show us that what's in the case is a Captain America costume, but at the same time, um, it'd be foolish to think it's anything but a Captain America costume in his suit, in, in that suitcase from the Wakandans that, uh, Bucky brings him, and by the way, can we just take a minute to ask, what the fuck did Bucky do while he was in Wakanda that he was able to pull in this many favors from the Wakandans? Like, he gets an arm from them. He breaks out a, uh, the guy who killed their king, and they're not mad at him. Um, they, like, they disable his arm temporarily, but they don't, like, uh, they don't, like, kill him or take the arm back or anything. Uh, then it's like, they take him in the gut, he's like, oh, I got one other thing you can you do for me. Can you, like, make a, use a bunch of vibranium to make a suit? For, uh, for Sam, and that's what we have here, is ultimately the, we're gonna have the, um, the suit there, uh, I'm interested to see how it looks, because I know it's gonna be, like, a, like, not a one-to-one recreation, because very rarely do they do one-to-one recreations in the MCU, actually, no, that's not true, they do it a lot more often than you would think, but, um, I'm interested to see how they do the costume, if it doesn't look like, it works in the comic, but I'm not sure how it'll look translated onto, you know, a real-life person wearing it. Um, I'm going to see how that goes. And then there is um, our good friend um, <clears throat> John Walker, who does not have a good episode. He, he's just a shithead. And the thing is, too, like I said, um, episode one or episode two, I don't remember which one, he is the epitome of white privilege. Like, he is... If you were to take that concept uh, and personify it and turn it into, like, you know, a, a, a physical living human being, you would get John Walker, where he believes he, he, he deserves this. He deserves to be Captain America. Um, and because of that, you can see that he, like, when he gets that stripped of him, he's like, you don't understand, like, I, I he, he has that breakdown in front of the senators, um, but, like, you can see, he, um, he believes that he deserves everything he, he has there, um, when he doesn't, and, um, what's it called, so, when he's building his own shield, and he's going up against Sam, and, Bucky and all of them, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays, I mean, it's not going to be interesting how that plays out, because, you know, Sam and Bucky get kicked the shit out of him, like, uh, like that first battle where it's like, with the shield, it's like, Bucky has the shield at one point, point. I'm like, this battle should be over right now, because like, Bucky is a trained assassin, 
who was like in the military and has a bionic arm and now has the shield. And I think if there's anyone on the planet who is like ready and able to use the shield at any point, like because he's been trained on how to use it and like all of that, it's probably Bucky because we've seen him use the shield in every appearance he's had so far. Um, except for, um, what's it called? Except for, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. But in all three Captain America movies, he's using and fighting with the shield. Um, so, like, it's not like it's something that's new to him. Um, and I, I don't think that, uh, what's it called? I don't think that, uh, John Walker really should have stood a chance. Um, but, I mean, it's for television, so they have to make it last, the fight. Um, so... Uh, what else do I want to address with this episode? Um, um, yeah, I don't. I, I, I guess I just can't stand John Walker as a as a human. Like he's one of the people that if you met him, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this guy's problem?" Like he he's just got this like air of entitlement to him. He believes that the sun's like rises and sets out of his ass. He like if he didn't exist, the world would fall apart. And he believe and he deserves everything he get he um he's that's handed to him and if it's not handed to him the way he believes he should be then anyone around him who's preventing that from happening is in the wrong he's a narcissist he's a textbook narcissist um but i don't think that uh, i mean ultimately he's not gonna end up dead at the end of this he's gonna end up surviving he's gonna end up um in jail with Zemo, and that's going to be taking off, you know, whether they do Thunderbolts next, or they do Falcon and the, uh, or the Captain America and the White Wolf, or whatever, um, because this, this season is about Sam coming to terms with becoming Captain America, and the legacy that comes with the shield, and what it means to, um, and what it means to epitomize a country that has, for most of its history, despised you based on what you are. And it's an it's an it's it's actually a really well executed concept, um, and you know there are going to be the naysayers, the usual suspects are going to be like, oh, it's, they're saying white people are evil, and it's like, well, if you if you feel that they're saying you're evil, then you know you're telling on yourself, really. But I mean, I I think that if we're going to look at this show for what it is, um, when we do get to um, what was the other one, when we do get to the next season. The next season kind of has to focus on Bucky, and Bucky needs to find his place in the world, um, because that hasn't really been touched on in this. It, it's briefly addressed here, and it's like, you know, he got to get closure somehow, but, like, that's not really addressed. Like, it's not, it's not concretely addressed. There's no closure to that in this, um, and unless they kill him off before he can get that closure, which would be, you know, narratively poor, but... I don't think that's likely. Um, so, you can catch Captain America. Um, wow. Uh, that's not till next episode. You can catch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on um, Disney+. Plus. Uh, comes out every Friday. Episodes 1 through 5 are streaming now. Episode 6 comes out next week, and that will be the last episode of this show. Um, so, until next week, have a great rest of your week.